Pressure Bear, we see Mr. Matt Santos is here with the Mile High Radio Show. And your podcast. Well, how was that for an intro? That was Mr. Chris Berry taking the stage at the Windsock Lounge in Prescott, Arizona. And uh, we are here recording during the Sunday Afternoon Blues Jam, brought to you by the Northern Arizona Blues Alliance that Mr. Chris Berry heads up here along with Scott O'Neill. Now, Scott runs this uh, Blues Jam Every other Sunday at the Windsock Lounge, it is, uh, oh, I can't see it now, 1865 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, You get to Prescott, ask anybody. They know where Windsock Lounge is. We'll put a link to their social media and website on the uh, show notes here. But every other Sunday. So today, June 3rd, they'll be back June 17th. And according to Chris, they're booked out for about a year or so from here. So they will be here every other Sunday for the next foreseeable future. And they are showcasing not just the blues, but some of the best musicians in the Southwest. Not just Arizona, not just Prescott, but in the Southwest. These guys and ladies are incredible. I've been watching them play over the last couple of days in a couple of different places. Some of these players were up at uh, Jersey Lily uh, last week when I was over there with Glenn Walker and taking some photos and stuff. It, it's just incredible the uh, level of, of musicianship and artistry floating through and in Prescott, Arizona. Uh, Leslie Lyman sitting over at the bar right now. Some other familiar faces. Uh, right now it is uh, Chris Berry on the stage with Scott O'Neill. Uh, so we're going to sit down and talk. With them. I'm going to enjoy some music. But in between breaks and then after the show, uh, they run from 2 to 5. We will be sitting down and talking with Chris Berry and uh, and Scott O'Neill because they got a couple things to promote, not just this show that they do every other Sunday, but they have a blues festival coming up June 30th, Saturday, June 30th at Watson Lake here in Prescott, Arizona. Free admission. There's no charge for the, uh, for the festival. But there is, just because it's a city park, there's a $3, I believe it's $3, a couple of bucks, parking to get into the uh, lots, to get in the gates. But the festival itself will be no charge. There's six or seven bands, including a man that just stepped up to say hi, Mr. Dennis Bennett. 
he will be playing with Claws and Effect. Now, he was on our show last week uh, with uh, number 174 with uh, uh, Darren Mahoney from Second Chance. Uh, Dennis is uh, also with Claws and Effect, a blues band that will be playing at that festival. Of course, Christian Berry will be there as well, Scott O'Neill. And uh, Chris, just before he went up on stage, he uh, handed me this new CD. It is a double EP. It's actually a double album. Uh, he said there's like 20-some songs on here. And uh, it is. It's a brand-new release from the Electric Swamp Poets Band and Duo. Gator Tattoo is the title. Gator Tattoo by the Electric Swamp Poets. It's a double EP, and it features Christian Berry, Don Witcher, Gary Van Slyke, and Steve Tanzi. Uh, they make up the Electric Swamp Poets, and this is their brand-new uh, double EP CD. You can get it and a membership to the Blues Alliance for 10 bucks. You can't go wrong. Uh, but we're going to sit down, and we're going to talk to Chris. We're going to talk to Scott. Uh, about the festival on June 30th. I'm, I think I'm playing a part in that. We'll, we'll firm that up, too. But uh, June 30th, Saturday from noon to 5 at Watson Lake in Prescott, Arizona. And then they've got another one on Labor Day weekend at, at uh, Goldwater Lake, I believe. And that will be a blues harp blowout, highlighting the uh, harmonica players from in and around Prescott as well as the rest of the South West are coming up. It's going to be a blast. Labor Day weekend. I believe that is also a noon show on September 1. But uh, just some great music up here. So sit back, enjoy my conversation with Chris Berry that we'll get to in a little bit and, and Scott O'Neill. And we'll see who else we can drag up on mic. Uh, and we'll have some other music uh, peppered through from the Electric Swamp Poets. I'll pull some off of this off of this EP. Uh, Christian Berry, he's a, he's a fascinating guy. We were talking, swapping stories off mic. He uh, is from the San Francisco Bay Area as well. He grew up there a little bit before I did because he's an old man. But he has some great stories about palling around with the likes of the Santana band, Journey, who he grew up with, uh, Chrome, a bunch of other bands and clubs that I came into a little later. He was palling around with them in the early 70s. I started hanging around in them same clubs in the 80s. We started swapping some stories. We'll see if he can't tell a couple of those on mic. So, again, enjoy the 175 edition of the Mile High Show, recorded live at the Windsock Lounge in Prescott, Arizona. Dirty, filthy musicians is what I'm sitting with. This looks really shady. What's going on right now? Who who brought the dice? Man, look at this. This looks really bad. It don't really look bad when you start seeing the pennies and the nickels. Go ahead. Everybody pay attention. Chris has a story. You know, we had this big, it was a big pot. It was a big kettle, you know, pot. And it was really big, so whenever people would throw tips in there, you couldn't see it because it would go down, and it was it was cast iron, so it was black, and the money would go down and in the shadows, and you couldn't see it. So I would always say, "Look, this pot is too big." 
can you please contribute so the band can go out and get a little pot? You know, and that would... <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, thanks for sitting down no, and chatting. No, what an afternoon I have been missing out on. Oh, my I've gosh. I've been seeing huh? the posts that you guys have been doing about this. Uh, hey, you thought we were other... lying because we were musicians? Well, no, because and so I know you, and I've talked to you before. <laughs> but what a great turnout. It's aside like this every from, week. Yeah, aside you know, from the, 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 the crowd that was here, because it was a great crowd, the level of musicianship, the oh, it's artistry amazing, that it? was up there. What but you know what he blast. said? It was actually this was the slower of all of all the past really? ones, which was amazing to me because yeah. I so I didn't think so. At but. the Windsock, two p.m. to five p.m. every other Sunday. Yeah, yes. so two Sundays nice. from now we'll be back. Yes. This will go up later this week, so June something or other. June seventeenth is the next time you're around. Yes, yep. and you being Mr. Christian Michael Berry and Scott O'Neill. Yeah, how two are of you? them. How are good? I'm hey, good. Now, how long have you We've guys been known been to be in the long? same place Who, at this, the same time? Is this the Scott O'Neill Jam or yes. the both yeah. of you? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It's Scott the Scott O'Neill Band that hosts it. Yeah, I just yeah. come nice. to support them. put it together. And, and who's in the band with you? Let's let's let everybody know who it is. I have Gary Van Slyke on bass and Dr. Bob Cellini on drums normally, but he's on the other side of the planet right now, so we had to build. Intentionally or... Yes. You get ran out of town? What's <laughs> no. going on? Yeah, we're trying to get out of here. Yeah, some so shady characters following around. drums sitting in with us today. Nice, nice. Yeah. And that's the core. And that's then the core. just a, a whole concoction of everybody else popping in and yeah, blowing the uh, doors well, well, off of the well, window. What happened? Man. We, we kind of were starting to do a blues scene, and it, and it was hard to get it going on at first. And we had some inconsistencies before. Yeah. So And I got tired of doing it by myself. And then. Some time went by, and talking to Scotty, and Scotty says, hey, I, I, I'd like to kick it on. And he came over here and got it going here. And, man, it's just been going yeah. full tilt boogie ever since. Now, how know? long have you been here at Winsock? How long has this uh, been the regular? We started in March. So a good few months. Nice. Yeah. But I am. And it started I, out I like this. It was a bar on Whiskey Row, and we used to do the blues jam there. So everybody pretty much, when they see my name, they know what's Legendary going on. Legendary bar. What was it? Scotty's. Scotty's and down, it was down below. And it was Sundance was before too. that. When I when did it change from Scotty's? It was your club. Right. When, what years did you run it? Um, I ran it from 2001 to 2007, and then we ran it from 2011 to 2013. As what? You know what? Well, in 2011, it became Scotty's. Before that, it was Sundance's. Okay, Sundance. I moved out here in 04. Right. And it was one of the spots that really reminded me of some of the little bars I used to hang out in San Francisco. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. We're talking about that. And I walk in, and it was dark, and it was grungy, <laughs> and they had Guinness Could you on smell tap. the bathroom from the stage? It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great little dive bar. No, I was Do perfect. You know that, I loved it. Now, you, you know, were, my wife, my very first date with my wife was at Scotty's Bar. I think it was called Sundance. Isn't it? Yeah. And she didn't even know I was a musician. I took her out on my first date, and I got That's I was there, and the band, with his you. band, was up playing. He's still and they asked me to sit in with him. <laughs> Had she known you were a musician, that date yeah, that would have been, been over with. Yeah, now, do you remember? For me, I mean, this is a nice spot. Windsock is a great spot. It's well lit. There's 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 windows. So, the mat <laughs> first of 25 years ago probably wouldn't have stepped foot in this place. No, no. no. <laughs> My favorite spot. We've been kicked were the out of better places. Dark, dank bars. Yeah. Now you're, you you yeah. spent a lot of time in San Francisco. 
Frankie Afulga, yeah. the corner Lucky of strike. Turk and Taylor, Frank's 21 Club, was my regular haunt from when I was about 16 oh, to about 28, 29. 16. Yeah, it was yeah. a great spot. I've spent several nights sleeping in his basement in a little we, crawl space under the bar. We were talking about the 1232 Saloon earlier. Yeah. And this is true. He, he This saloon. The, the stage is here, and the bathroom was right here. Yeah, you had and to they would put, go on They would put ice the in the urinals because it smells so bad. And you would get every time someone went in there, you know, uh, you you know, you hope somebody came behind them and sprayed yeah. room deodorizer because, man, you were bombed out of the stage for an hour afterwards. So how long have you been in this area? Or has is this hometown I, for you? No, I'm actually from Michigan originally. Uh, but I've been in Prescott for almost 20 years. Nice, nice. In fact, 20 years this year. So, What brought you here from Michigan? A car. A car. <laughs> and this um, is where it broke down. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up in Michigan, and uh, I lived in Phoenix for about 20 years also. Oh, wow. My son and I moved back to Michigan for a year, but I was there for like two months, and I knew this wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So we came back, and we I didn't want to go back to Phoenix. So we we stayed here in Prescott, and uh, I, yeah. I love it here. So what what year did you get here? What what year did you land here? Uh, Don't make n- me do the 98. math. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. What was the music scene like then? I, I'm assuming um, just by looking at you and watching you play, music has been in your life from get go. See the scars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what what was the music scene like for you when you got out here? Um, actually, there was a lot more live music <laughs> then. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot, lot more live music then. Uh, yeah, you know the bar scene is, it's going by the wayside, and for for us older people, <laughs> stop looking at me, like, man. Like Les, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's kind, of, it's really dying out. And yeah, I mean the younger kids, you know, they 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 cater to the younger kids in the bars. Yeah. Now. Yeah, the music scene. Hitting, getting yeah, those kids from still, the college and stuff. Yeah. There's still a whole herd of us out there yeah. that love the blues. So, And, and we're too old to go out spend all night here. out in the clubs now. Yeah, so we're, yeah. yeah your, your idea of a late night is that, uh, that now it uh, is? 5 o'clock <laughs> ending at the Blues Festival on June 3rd. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> late, late night. Yeah. It's almost time for the early bird special at the Golden yeah, Corral. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. The they wheel us out of the old but what was But what was the flavor? Was there a lot of blues? Was it a lot of rock? Or was um, it mainly country? Or, or just a great mix? You know, back then, I think Matt's was the only country bar. Yeah, really? there was a lot of classic and, uh, rock, I remember. And yeah, a lot there was of, a lot of classic rock. There was a lot of bars a lot on the Whiskey more, Row. Not, a lot more blues bands playing. Nice. But, nice. you know, we're we're doing our best to keep it alive. Now, is that your roots, blues? Yes. Hey, now, American what, roots t- music. T- yeah. t- tell me about your growing up in Michigan. What were you listening to? What kind of time frame are we talking about? Oh, uh, you know. Because you're what? 38, 39? Thank you, Matt. (laughs) Trying to get that Northern Arizona Blues Alliance to sponsor the show. Got to butter you guys up. (laughs) Um, You know, I grew up listening to to rock, like uh, Led Zeppelin and Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton. And I, I... one day I decided to read who actually wrote the songs for yeah. the plan and look into it, and that's when I figured out. That, I think know, that's kind of true, really, that. for both of us, because if it hadn't been for the British invasion groups doing yeah, American yeah. blues music, a lot of us might not have ever discovered what's, the blues. Yeah, what's that know? old saying? Yeah, thanks yeah. to the Beatles and the, 
and Zeppelin for introducing America to their yeah, own music. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, B.B. King, John Mayall. For those British boys, we don't Savoy Brown. Yeah. So w- you were listening to that, that hard rock scene with the blues influences. Yeah. What was, what that was else the was, cool stuff. No, what else was going on in, in Michigan? At the time, was that was like MC5 in? Ah, in yeah. There? Well, I can't, I grew up in Ann Arbor, and that's where the University of Michigan is, and there was a big, big music scene there. That's yeah. where Bob Seger. Bob Seger went to uh, Ann Arbor High School, and Ted Nugent. You know, he played around there. Uh, Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah. Uh, I could go on, but I can't. <laughs> I can't think of them. But the but the blues is what kind of grabbed you at a young age. Yeah. When yeah. did you pick up the guitar first? Actually, I got a picture of me when I was like four years old standing I'm playing on guitar. A, yeah, I got one of them too. On a the pony. <laughs> I didn't quite play quite as good then, but yeah, yeah. I've learned a couple of licks since. Cut, then. Couple new songs since yeah. five. Was it guitar being your 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 instrument of choice? That's what you that's what yeah, you've been playing. Yeah, you know, I I played drums for for a few years when I was a kid, and then I I went in the navy. I played guitar when I was a kid too, but I went in the navy, and uh, you know, when you're on a ship, it's kind of hard to keep a drum set from rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I picked the guitar back up. And, uh, <laughs> You know, uh, now what about the bass? We saw you playing bass a little bit tonight, oh, yeah, and huh? yeah. I tell you, your partner here, your cohort here, did not have some nice things to say about you picking what? that up. No, I'm going to sell you out. He thing. kept hollering, "It's the knob on the right." It's the <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that volume. You couldn't hear him at first. No, you know, I, I, um, I guess I play bass as well as I do because I, I played drums for years. Yeah. And you know the man, the drums and the bass. That's the that's the thing that drives the band. The backbone. That's that's the rhythm section. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So. Now, what were you? What was the first band you were in? Were you doing some garage band stuff, high school stuff, or? Yeah, uh, I remember the first time I played in public was at a. It was at lunch at my junior high school, yeah. and they had the lunch room was in the auditorium. They had a little stage and. It was a drummer and another guitar player and me. So you were on guitar at that point? Yeah. What would you guys play? Do you remember? Oh, Louie, Louie. Yeah. yeah the the uh, things that you have to play in junior high. Chuck Berry, of course. Yeah. Any guitar player hasn't played Chuck Berry. Or with Chuck Berry. Do you you remember what it was like when when you first plugged in in front of people? Yeah, it was scary. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was scary then. Now... You know, now I, I I told this to a lot of people and they don't understand it, but I I feel more comfortable standing up and singing in front of you know five hundred people than I yeah. do actually talking to three like of us right true. now. So we I can expect him to, to bolt for the smoking room in a few minutes. Is <laughs> yeah, that yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we uh, Le- Le- Les and I were talking about that last night, and he was you know we just, we we went up we were up in Flagstaff last night. Les right. and I, not a serial killer lineman. Wow. Um, and he was saying the same thing. He goes, you know, the the where he feels most comfortable is as soon as he plugs in and starts playing. Um, for me, my my roots. I'm a, I'm a photographer by trade. When I'm out and about, if I don't have a camera, I feel like I, one useless because I pretty much am. I have no other skills. <laughs> but I feel I feel 
naked. It's like, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, with my, I can't go. To, I've covered so much news and sports events and concerts and stuff over the years. I can't go to a basketball or football game unless I'm working it because all I'm doing is thinking, how would I shoot this? How would I like this? What would I do here? I feel like I don't belong. Hand me a camera. I'm fine. I don't care if it's 20 people or 20,000 people. I feel okay. If I'm in front of 10 people without a camera in my hand, I feel like I don't know. I get a little anxiety attacks going. Yeah, it's weird. Huh? It's weird how, how you get attacked. I have a hard, hard time to talking a, to people, too. Yeah. It's funny he mentioned that because I literally have to psych myself up yeah. to, to, to book the band even, to call yeah. up the club owners. And well, I understand that can be a little tricky as well when yeah. you book jobs that you're not sure you got. Yeah. When, <laughs> tell me what happened the other night in Flag. <laughs> well, well, we were supposed to play uh, a gig in Flagstaff. We being who? You and Don? Me and Devil Don Witcher. We were doing a duo. Yeah. And then we were playing uh, at another gig in Cottonwood afterwards. Anyway, we, uh, we're sitting at our gig in Flagstaff, and we're trying to hurry up and get done. And this woman comes by, and she goes, wow, you guys are playing everywhere. And I said, what do you mean? And she says, well, I just passed this club, and they got a big sign out front said, you're playing over here. <laughs> I said, no, no, yeah, we're playing next month. She goes, no, no, the sign said you're playing in two hours. <laughs> so, so I said, Don, I'm packing up the equipment. I go, Don, run over there and find out what's going on. Yeah. And it come to find out, they had booked us in this. He had booked us in this club. Thank God, the owners owned both clubs, and yeah. they just got the dates inverted. Gotcha. So we were actually in Flagstaff instead of Cottonwood. Thank you, God, we were you, already you in. Notice Flagstaff. how he throws Don Witcher under the bus on that one. Yeah, Pretty good. Well, of course he's not. Don's here to not here. To himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know who you need is Ruben Kincaid. He did a dynamite job managing the Partridge family way back when. Yeah. <laughs> so th- th- this Sunday Blues Jam every other Sunday. So every rotating other weeks. Sunday. Is um, right now we're booked through the end of this year. Oh, nice! And uh, we're not booked farther because Connie hasn't started booking for next year. Yeah. The only hiccup in the schedule is um, it would be July first. Okay. But we are okay, doing. That's because we're doing uh, the the thing the day before June yeah. 30th at and, Watson and, Lake. Everything kind of in this town gets turned around that last week of June, first week yeah. of July, with the rodeo, the parade, yeah, the, the Fourth of July. Down yeah. Parties for a so week. that's yeah, kind so. of a, a different. Now we'll get. I want to get to that. But the the banners you had up here, uh, this blues jam and the couple of festivals we're going to be talking about are. Uh, being presented by you guys on behalf of the Northern Arizona. Tell me a little bit about the alliance. Um, actually, we're an affiliate of the International Blues Foundation based in Memphis, Tennessee, and affiliate chapters throughout the U.S. and over 60 countries. Nice. Um, he comes prepared, this Scott. Did. I'm gonna, here, I'm going to put this so, the, so that they can hear 25 chapters all over world he brought notes oh, look at him yeah i know he is prepared oh, go ahead uh, i just want to say that although and its origins are from africa blues music in many forms is a truly american art form and almost every other genre of music that we listen to today including rock jazz and country and soul are all deeply rooted in the blues um, our mission is to preserve this art through history, education, live performances, and recorded music. Now, and I want to I want to hear about that preserving the traditions and things because obviously, when we come to a festival or we come and catch you guys playing at a club or like at the Windsock here or wherever, 
we're seeing it in action. We can see that. But what else are you guys doing? What what, what what's entailed in that other than the performances? How are you? Well, there's what's a lot your of, goal? There's a lot of history for one. Like, yeah. Uh, I, you know, there was probably I know of at least a dozen subgenres of blues that went on. There was some Cajun stuff. There was yeah. some country blues. There was some Piedmont blues. There was some Chicago blues. And now, a lot of people don't realize there's Chicago. These, what you, Piedmont. Piedmont. Yeah. What is that? Explain. I, I'm not familiar with that term. There, there's all different sorts of genres of of yeah. blues that if you get real familiar with them, they came from certain areas, and you can kind of pick out a little bit. The influences. The one so. for the for the non musicians and the not real educated. I'm putting myself in there. The ones that really stick out, of course, the Chicago blues scene was different than the Delta blues scene, Delta blues, yeah. with some similarities, but some a very more different. Of a jazz what, influence. Now, what is what, where, where, where's that from? It's from Virginia. Piedmont is a region in Virginia. It's, Virginia, it's, it's okay. from it's from the coast. It's from the coastal area of Virginia in uh, North Carolina, and it's like it's it's really very close to a country blues. Yeah, it's really yeah. You know, you got, you got well, yeah. to you're not on, it's not going to pick yeah. you up. The chords are a little different than yeah. straight ahead. Here, here, let me back up and digress for a second. Think about blues. He's one of the only one of the only genres that I know of. Where you can go in and you can call out a song by number. You can say, hey, go to the four, go to the five, you know, go to the yeah. one. You know, there's a lot of other genres you can't really do that with. You can once you've played blues for a long time. Then you yeah. understand it. And if you're around musicians who know their instruments and know music, then you can do that. But blues is, no matter what style or genre, you can call it out by number. And nice. you know you're supposed to go to the fourth, you know, fourth chord and the third position or whatever by number. So part so of... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, you'll have various regional influences that will go a little bit different from that. It'll have a little bit different feel yeah. or a different drum beat or a different chord thing. But it still has that root of... American blues or American roots music blues. Right? So, Scott, the mission statement as far as what you guys want to accomplish with the alliance, strictly through um, through the performances by exposing people to them, or are you involved in other things as far as like uh, just educational, as yeah. far as like storytelling and yep. and and well, lessons or something? What 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 are some of the aspects of that part mission of our statement? Educational mission is to get blues in schools. You know, it's okay. like I said. Um, Blues is a, a truly American art form, and it's historical art form. This this area, at least, it's getting lost. You know, nobody nobody in the schools teaches the kids about it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, in January I went back to Memphis for the international blues competition, and it really made my heart it warmed my heart. Yeah. Because they had kids, kid bands that were playing the blues. Seeing that appreciation yeah, for the history, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're just, you know, we're, we'd like to get blues in the schools so they at least, you know, do a week on, you know, where yeah. it came from, who it was, you know. Yeah. And, and how are you guys doing that? Have you started to do that to yeah, contact the schools? we have some schools? things coming up where we're going to be working with some of the libraries where we'll actually be having some shows at the local libraries that are free and the kids nice. can come and they'll be as guys... The person will be there playing but also telling the stories about where that came from. Have you gotten a chance to do that over in Chino yet? Not in Chino, but it's coming. No, get with me because yeah, I've absolutely. got that connection with the town and, and with yeah, Scott Bruner. I was going to say Scott's yeah. a friend of mine. Too. Scott and, uh, and Darlene. Funny story about Scott. When my album first came out, he came after me and he said, listen, I want to put that in the library system. 
So he came and got our album, put it in library system. What I'd really like to do, because as you guys know, and you're you're saying it, Scott, the there's no funding, there's no, no anything out there. My son goes to a little charter school in Chino, and uh, and uh, they don't have any music pro. They do like a, a yeah, singing concert once in a year. Kind of thing. It's just been unfunded. I took yeah. Sky Conwell out there. Not last year, the year before, he came out and did in my son's kindergarten class oh, cool when he that. was in kindergarten, and just played songs for him, let them sing and stuff, and it was a blast. I bet it was. So yeah, let me. Great, what, they, they're out of school now until uh, the last week of July, first week of August. But I'd love to be able to set up. You guys come out there maybe oh, at lunchtime yeah, or something and do it. a little. We would do, love and, and, and again, not just the music, to, but to kind of explain. This is where it came okay, from. That's exactly what we yeah. did. Beautiful. Uh, we did that. I just did that uh, last week in Flagstaff at the Flagstaff School of Music. I went out and performed. Yeah. I did the whole thing where I talked about this song is this style of blues and this is where it came from and, and so on. One of the other things I wanted to mention to you that we did recently, too, uh, there was a movie that came out uh, called Sidemen, Long Road to Glory. And it was about the old, uh, the last bunch of Sidemen that yeah. backed up Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf. The movie came out, and we went out with the movie, and we performed before the movie. Oh, nice. And then they played the movie, and then after the movie, we talked about, you know, the genres and so on, and the stories, road stories and so on. Uh, How had nice. to do with the blues. And, and, and so there's another movie coming. I haven't had a chance to talk to Scotty about this, but we got another movie in the works that we're probably going to do that with. Very nice. Please so, keep me informed oh, on that. Yeah. Now, before we get too far into upcoming stuff, where can folks find out about the Northern, Ari- Northern Arizona Blues Alliance? Social media, website, whatever, yep. and then talk a little bit about the because you were you were really talking it up. The best one is the Facebook page. Everybody okay. uses Facebook, so you can go on Facebook and look up Northern Arizona Blues Alliance, and I'll, and I'll put a link in the show notes too. And uh, we put everything on there first nice. because that has the most popular social media. You were talking uh, and, and encouraging people to sign up and and register, yeah. and and there's very I mean next to nothing dues. What was it? Ten bucks. Yeah, it's going to cost like 10 bucks for a year. What's involved in that? Yeah. Is it to get you on the list so you it can keep updated? It gets you on updated? our mailing list, but it also gets you discounts for merchandise, discounts for tickets to shows, uh, all kinds of stuff. There and was something you were talking about that they get with that membership. Yeah, that, okay. so today, now normally uh, a regular record, I would normally, when we would sell them, about 10 bucks. I know he sells his for 10 bucks. And this is a double, just an example, this is a double album. And so I said, okay, I'm selling these for ten bucks, but it comes with the membership. You your membership, so you pay ten bucks, you get to join NASB, and you get the record. Now, so. now what, the record being Electric Swamp Poets, the yeah, band and duo, Gator Tattoo, a double EP that was supposed to be what'd you say, twelve yeah, it was or thirteen? Supposed to be two EP, <laughs> two disc EP. It was a a band EP of six songs and a uh, duo EP of six songs. So all twelve. But the What's manufacturing company messed up, and they put the entire acoustic album on there, or studio album, excuse me, on there. So there's 22 songs on oh there when goodness. it was only supposed to be 14. So Now, tell me who's on here. You well, got yourself. Uh, the, the band is myself, yeah, and uh, Gary, uh, Gary Vance, like who you met, the bass player that played with the Blues Jam today. And uh, he's on there. Uh, Devil Don Witcher, who you've met. Yeah, I know Don. And and also uh, Steve Tanzi, who is another local local yokel. Nice. Now, now they can get a copy of this by calling the number on the back. Yep. They or can you call gotta... the number on the back down, or they can go on. They can go on uh, either our Facebook page and say, "Hi, I'd love to get that, okay. that Swamp Poets album." Or and they can also go on. We also have a website 
that it's just nasba.com n-a-n-a-z is in zebra b-a.com and the phone number 928-636-5766 now that's my number that's your number? That's my personal Is number. It, I thought I saw it on the restroom wall. Okay, now it's a clicking wise. <laughs> for, 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 for a bad time. For a bunch of lies and long stories. <laughs> now, what What do you got yeah, here? So Scott, your your uh, your CD that you got here? Yes, this is a double live CD that was recorded in 2005 on New Year's Eve. And it actually was 12 years in the making. I just We just got it. Packaged and out for where'd you record it at uh, Sundance's actually. My goodness, you got twelve on disc one, fourteen on disc two. What do we got on here? Are these all covers, blues covers? You got some originals on there? All covers except for the last um, one, two, three, four, five. Last five are original studio cuts. All originals. S O B. It's a family show. So that Scott stands O'Neill for Van. Scott O'Neill Van. <laughs> a double live from 05. Live and how, 05. how can they get that? How can people get this? Um, you can come to the Windsock next, not next week. So you, live is how you get them. That's right. Then that's, that's right. the best yeah, way to hear live. this we music like anyway. Hey, come down and buy one and I'll sign hey, it hey, for you. We're Very nice. We're to get rid of them because it's less stuff we have to put back <laughs> in the car. Now, let's talk about June 31st. And then we'll get to get to September. So let's talk about that. Yeah, first. You know, oh, okay. pre, June, you know, June 30th. Oh, okay. June 30th. First, before, let's talk about yeah, this. yeah, that's it. What are you trying to say? No, what do you what do we got coming up? It's a Saturday. It's, it's a that Saturday. big weekend, the kickoff of the rodeo. Oh, yeah. Kickoff of the 4th of July stuff going on the following midweek. That whole weekend, yeah. But what do we got? Day number 1 of well, Party Central and we're going to start out with it with a uh, parade. The uh, a Frontier Days Parade. Yeah. Scotty's going to have his group out there, and they're going to be yeah, on a parade float down the road. We're going to be in the in the Cowboy Parade. I keep saying we're going to sneak in the back. Right door, on Whiskey Row? Yes. Yep. And yes. then what happens at noon? And you go over to Watson Lake, and that's when we start our festival. And boy, it's nice. going to be one heck of a day. Who do we got coming Bring up on that festival? Pole. Oh, there's a whole slew of people. There's uh, Claudio, my effect, band, the Electric Swamp Boats, will be, will be okay, there. Okay, so the Electric Swamp Poets with you. And these guys here, including and these Don. Guys here, yeah. Claws in Effect, who I just sat down and recorded with Dennis Bennett yeah, and Darren time. Mahoney from mm-hmm. Second Chance, but Dennis is with uh, with Claws and Effect. Claws yeah. and Effect. So they're going to be there. Uh, the the uh, Well Dressed Wolves, which used to be called the Mods, they're going to be. Are they there. out of the Verde? Yes, they're out of Verde okay. Alley. Yes, uh, Francine Cardinale is out of Sedona. She's going to be there. Uh, we're going to back her up. She's going to bring a couple of people of her band, which which is Colt 45 is the name of her band. Nice. Uh, they're not now, bringing the whole band. They're just bringing some of them. Now, the whole festival taking place at Watson Lake. Watson Lake. Uh, and you were telling me it's going to be up when you come up into, into the, the Ramada. When you first come the... in, you just take that road straight up to the big Ramada. But... Now, no charge for the festival, but the city of Prescott, there's a parking. $3. $3 parking. You can $3 load up a bus car load. Of people for, yeah. Yeah, $3 so pack it out. Load, so. A lot of fun up there. Some yeah, uh, some the, sunshine, great music, food, and beverage. And so we, uh, Harry O, gonna be Great on the bill in his band. So uh, what's the format? You, is it gonna be a big jam? You got the bands coming well, we're in. We're gonna have bands. We have we have entertainers. BD Frank is gonna open the show, and he's a solo entertainer. He's an old style Delta blues player. Plays all, all these old 
yeah. National Steel guitars and so on. Uh, him and his wife Barbara. So they'll start off the show, and uh, and then after that we'll have uh, a band. I believe I believe Harry O is going to be the next band up. I'm pretty sure that's who comes up next. And then uh, we also have a house band that will be backing up people that come up to that didn't bring their whole uh-huh. band. And then we'll have individual bands as well. But then as we get towards the end of the day, we're going to open it up to just like here. We'll have all these people out jamming with the band. Nice. Yeah, so. Man, this is going to be a blast. Oh, Three buck parking, 12 to 5-ish. Yeah, exactly. To be out there, just yeah. a great afternoon. Until yeah, they throw us music. out. You know, and and then, then again, that's your bedtime. Yeah. You know, when we get into well, that Well, except AARP that I might section. bring my fishing pole, which means I might not get home till later, nice. till dark. But you can definitely bring your fishing pole because there's a lake there, and they do stock it. And we we uh, we encourage you to fish. No, what a blast. Now, that doesn't end it. You're going to close out the summer, September 1, out at the other lake, on at the other Goldwater side of town. Lake, yeah. And, What's uh, happening out there? Well, um, it just so happens that Prescott, for once has a dearth of blues harp players. There's just so many of them right yeah. now. And they're all really good, you know. And so what we decided was, why don't we feature them? So uh, September 1st at Goldwater Lake, we'll have a blues festival there, and it's Day of the Living Blues Harp. So it's a... <laughs> it will so have bands a backing them up, but we're highlighting the blues those harps. harp players. So be, yeah, be focused hey, on the blues who was harp. this guy that was play- that started out with you John guys? Callie. John Callie. Man, that He's guy on the was bill good. for the blues harp. Man, festival. he was yeah. good. There's some amazing... Usually the, the blues jam has quite a few of them. Who's there. the guy uh, with uh, 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 Road One South? Jay Shermer. He's going to yes. be there, too. He's, yeah. he's at the I festival I saw Dwight well. Devlin, the drummer for Road One mm-hmm. Sent me a message that there when he when the, I was back up Jay, yeah. yeah and that yeah, he, that, that his guy was playing I couldn't well, remember his name. It's an ironic thing because I'm like the third string guitar player for Road One South. Yeah. So whenever one of their guys can't make it, they call me up and I fill in. And I've been playing with them for hired gun four or five years. <laughs> yeah, hired gun basically. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so and I've seen every personnel change they've had. Yeah. But. Uh, Another, another bunch of people I hang out so with. So what's on tap for you, Scott? You, this sun, Every other Sunday, are you, uh, Scott O'Neill Band, also touring around? Or what, no, what do you got in lined up? We're just doing uh, the Windsock thing right now. Yeah. Um, we got, we're, of course, we're playing at Watson Lake on the 30th. Uh, but Guitar Shorty yeah. Show. Uh, yeah, well, I guitar we're gonna be yeah we have yeah, guitar shorty coming to town now. What's that? This is I saw okay. him thirty years ago in Oakland. Oh at, yeah, at the he's Oakland coming Blues Festival. September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth at the at the Orpheum, at the Orpheum is he Theater. Still is he still rolling around on his back? <laughs> It'll be Scott O'Neill Band. I'll be playing with him, and we'll be we'll be opening what, for guitar shorty. At the Orpheum Theater in Flagstaff on September twenty eighth. September twenty eighth. I'm there. Yeah, we're I'm, way up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that'll be. We a blast. have so many things going on. You know, we we uh, NASBA represents all blues, everything blues. Yeah, from Phoenix North, the East Border, the West Border, and the North Border. So everything in that area. So we actually have a division here in Prescott, which Scotty is the vice president of. We have a division in Flagstaff, which uh, Bonnie Dumday is the president, vice president of, and a division in. Uh, Cotton, our Sedona Cottonwood area, Verde Valley. Verde Valley, and that's Dr. Bob Salani. He's the vice president of. I'm the president now, of the whole bunch. And, Dr. Uh, Bob is—is is he? Did you say he's usually the he's drummer? Here? He's usually the drummer, drummer here. here. 
All right. Now you got you're flooded with doctors here. <laughs> What's going on? Explain that to me. Well, Doctor Bob is a she's a, a PhD in international finance. He's an actual doctor. Oh, finance. Yeah. Okay, so I can't. I gotta. I can't like take a quick picture with my smartphone. Ask him if it looks infected. No, I can't. That's fix what your I should do. Okay. Arm, but he can fix your books. Yeah, no, my <laughs> books. My books are beyond fixing. Trust me. Now, what about Doctor Tim? Doctor Tim Dr. is Tim a is doctor of tunes. A doctor yes. of tunes. Okay, again, not a big help to me because I got to figure out if this is. Uh, Contagious or not, and yeah, I will get. Okay, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. Oh, this is all contagious. <laughs> I got to tell you now. I'll keep this clean for the radio. No, but you we did a television show with Doctor Bob, and the host said, "Doctor Bob, same thing. You're a doctor," and I said, "Yeah, he's my proctologist." <laughs> and, 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 and a woman host goes, "Oh, that's really interesting." And and Devil Don was with me, and Devil Don goes, "Oh, he's lying." He's actually, he performs illegal abortions. <laughs> yeah, my health doctor, plan. Dr. Bob was sputtering. He's like, my health plan's not so good. My uh, my urologist uh, works out of a Buick behind the Circle K right there in Chino. That's what he told yeah. you. His urologist. That's what he said. <laughs> I don't know. He had rubber gloves and stuff. It was cool. <laughs> There's an unlicensed pharmacist that works over at the uh, car wash behind no, Safeway. No, we know about him. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, Scott, what was so. your, when you were, you know, in previous, like you said, now you're kind of limited, you're, you're concentrating here on the Sundays. Were you touring previous? What was, what was the road like for you? What was oh, I, you know. your musical history Other, after, after junior high? What happened after <laughs> that? After that Louie Louie gig? After prison, death row. Um, you know, I'd ever I, kill another human being. I played in bands for for a long time, and then I uh, I had two sons, and I kind of put it on the shelf yeah. for you know a few years while they were growing up, and concentrated on that. And then I just actually, when I moved back to Michigan, I started you know playing again with the, with other guys. And then when I moved to Prescott, I just started putting bands together, and no. they started out crappy and kept getting better. Now, now how'd you end up over? And it was Sundance's before Scotty's, correct? Yes. How'd you end up at Sundance's? And was it your club, uh, or were you working there? No, actually, I went in one day to try and uh, try and book my band, and I talked to the bartender, and she said, "Well, you're not booking out very far because there's the bars for sale." And I thought, oh, crap, okay. And then I got home. I think it was, must have been two hours later, and it was like the proverbial light bulb went off. <laughs> hey, I oh, can own wow. a bar. Jeez, if I buy that bar, I'll have my He's own. He's not the yeah. doctor in the and band, my, by the way. Yeah, he doesn't my, have the PhD. My, my favorite saying about that was I bought a stage, and I, I turned around a week later and said, holy crap, there's a bar attached to this thing. <laughs> what was the early days of that like? Because I've heard stories... About Sundances, what was uh, what was the flavor of the bar? It was pretty rough when I got <laughs> it. It was pretty rough. What was it, what was the clientele? Can you imagine if I went um, on my first date there, how rough it was. Well, let me put it this way: there was nobody that came in that had money falling out of their pockets. <laughs> my kind of place, baby. <laughs> but you know, I, it wasn't the it wasn't the other upper crust of society here in Prescott. But they were all good people, you know, and yeah. And I brought the blues in, and and it 
you know, people appreciated it. Yeah. So. There's some metal influence in there for a while too, wasn't there? There was. Yeah. Yeah, when we got it back, we every time uh every time the end of the month was rolling around and we had to pay rent, we booked a metal Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Um, I was never there, but any uh, any uh, stories that you can relate of uh, mayhem? <laughs> none. Well, we don't. To mind, we we uh, don't want to scare people away from the thirtieth yeah, show. Yeah, huh? No, no G-rated stories. <laughs> now we're all too old. You know, now we're just <laughs> genteel. You know, you come to concert. We talk to you. Now, friendly we, and stuff. We talk Northern Arizona Blues. We got the show on June 30th at Watson, September 1 at uh, at uh, Goldwater for the, the Heart Blast. You got something coming up, and I just want to get it out there. You were telling me about what you're going back to the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Tell me a little about bit about that. that and your connection there. Why, well, why, that, why really, you're going back? It's kind of a funny story because I have to tell you, this started at probably about 72. I lived in a See, hotel. See, I asked him this so I can take off for a half hour. Yeah, exactly, because it's a long <laughs> No, it started about 1972, and a bunch of us lived in a hotel in San Francisco above a bar, of course. I know, need a drink for this where, where there was musicians downstairs, and a lot of those people ended up doing something else. And, you know, they got better or, 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 or became better known and so on. And some of those people, one of them was a guy named Helios Creed who has a band Chrome. Uh, which they're doing really good, and uh, Robert Scott was one of them. He started a band called uh, Cyclops, and out of Cyclops came Journey, yeah, uh, and a couple other bands. And um, uh, San, uh, Carlos Santana was one of the guys, and and uh, actually he took uh, Neil Sean actually started out playing with Santana and replaced Robert uh, and to to in Journey, yeah. So anyway. So there's a lot of these guys. So anyway, so it just so happens we're all getting to the age where we may not see each other again. So we decided they're they're playing on June 11th at uh, the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco, and I'm opening for for Chrome. The following night, the guys from Journey are doing a concert, and I'm playing with them. Nice. And that's in uh, at a place called Music City in San Francisco. So. It's just going to be just two nights of just whooping it up. Oh, you know, nice. Tearing it up. What a blast. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the next day I have to get on the plane with a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to cover in there, Scott? Um, You know, I feel bad. You did so much good research, and I, I derail us. I, yeah, well. <laughs> you only had one paragraph. <laughs> um, Actually, the only other thing I wanted to say was uh, I wanted to thank... Um, Kind of Kendall for for letting us do the blues jam. Oh here. yeah, yeah. You know, God bless her. Uh, That's a hard one in itself. Getting a getting a club, they go, sure, yeah, we'll let blues yeah. come in here. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, I, I want to thank Connie, and and I want to say, you know, <laughs> if you want a good time on Sunday, you know, great people and smoking hot blues come to the Windsock. Yeah. What a blast it was. Well, I want to thank you for sitting down and chatting with me. Oh, thanks for having Chris, us. Chris, always a pleasure. All right. And what a, what a great afternoon. Oh, I yeah. tell you, I, after last night and the last few days, I was wiped out. I know. But about halfway. for a designated driver. About, <laughs> about halfway through this, I just perked up and watching the crowd and listening to Les Whale. It was such a yeah, blast, Les's man. Yeah, set was phenomenal, wasn't it? Did you see that? Well. What was the other guitar player Le- name, <laughs> Jesse Platt. Yeah. He's got a chance to see him. Watch out for that The two of them together the other night at Jersey Lilies. Yeah. Now, Les was okay. His hair, 
fantastic. Hey, He's been taking, good today, too. Les has taken a couple lessons lately. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he still hasn't cut his hair, though. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Thank Give you. it again. Northern Arizona Blues Alliance. Find them on Facebook. Show up. Festival, June 30th, 12 noon. Festival, September 1, Goldwater Lake, 12 noon. One thing we do guarantee is that no matter what we're doing, if you show up, you're going to have more fun than normally you're legally allowed to with your clothes on. (laughs) And on that note...